0: What's up everybody and welcome back to the Verzi Effect podcast show. My name is Paul Verzi and today is Thursday, October 22nd, 2015 and you guys are listening to episode 230, guys. Uh, I hope everybody had a great week in between and uh, I have a great episode for you guys. I am doing this podcast right now from my hotel room in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, where I am currently on tour right now with, um, well, currently it is the Four Horsemen. That's right. It is um, me, Bill Burr, Joe Bartnick, Jason Lawhead, and we have been traveling um, the Midwest. Got uh, so much cool stuff to talk about. We went to the uh, Notre Dame-USC football game, which kicked things off. We flew in on... Um, we flew in. Uh, I flew. Actually, everybody kind of got in that Friday night uh, before the game, and then we, um, you know, we, we tailgated. We, we st- first of all, we stayed at the, the we're at the Fairmont Hotel in Chicago, which was absolutely amazing. And we uh, we went to the USC game, and now we've been on tour a, a whole bunch of stuff that I want to talk about. But first, got to get to the sponsor, uh, the Versi Effect. Podcast is sponsored, as always, by gonzofame.com. Go to gonzofame.com for the best, most in-depth interviews with your favorite comedians of today, up-and-coming comedians, established comedians, Uh, funny up-and-coming comedian Dave Gavry out there in Chicago, who I'm probably going to run into in a little bit, uh, puts on an amazing, you know, amazing website. You know, it, it's it's on there for you to read all of these amazing stories and uh, interviews of your favorite comedians. Uh, I, uh, he's going to do a new one. I heard with uh, Big Jay Okerson, very, very funny comedian. Uh, I know Jay very well. And uh, it's just uh, a great website for that. If you're a comedy nerd and you want to know about your favorite comics, uh, go to gonzofame.com. Uh, Right now, I'm going through some uh, business stuff with the other sponsors. So uh, right now, it would just be Gonzo Fame that I am um, talking about. Hopefully, that uh, stuff gets worked out. And also, All Things Comedy. Please go to allthingscomedy.com and you can see the best podcast. That's where the uh, Verzi Effect podcast resides. Also, follow them on Twitter at allthingscomedy. And that's where my album uh, is, uh, that's who my album is with, All Things Records, for you guys that wanted to know about, uh, hard copy, uh, CDs, uh, some people still want the hard copy CDs, uh, they were ordered, I will have them, um, by the end of the month, they're already, uh, right now, printing, production, and all that stuff, and you will be able to buy a physical copy, um, on my website, which I will sign the CD cover, and uh, if you want to buy those, they will be available for purchase on my website. I will also uh, be bringing them to future shows, so uh, that is available to you guys as well. And again, thank you guys so much for all the support in the album. The album is still doing great. Uh, I don't know, I've kind of stopped with the whole charts thing, so I don't know where it resides on Billboard right now. I don't know what's going on with it, but it was, um, you guys were great. If you did not pick it up, please get it. Uh, it's called Paul Verzi, Night at the Stand, and um, it got it has amazing reviews on iTunes, and and it's doing really really well. Made number four on Billboard, number one on iTunes. Uh, opening week wire to wire. I'm very proud of that, and it's all because of you guys. And now you will have the uh, physical copies, so you could get those as well. Uh, so like I was saying, we're on this tour. We're having a great time, and um, we get to Chicago, the Fairmont Hotel, and it was just so fucking gangster. And awesome you know we we go in there's a steam room there's uh there's restaurants in the place uh, we went out and we went out and got a steak we went to the palm we got steak and then the next day we were on basically a limo bus just uh just a hand and willis whalen came in ben uh oh, ben Tisler was there so it was it was awesome We had a a filmmaker there, four comedians, including myself, and one of the top guys at the NFL Players Association. Shout out to Willis Whalen. So we're sitting on this thing, and we got a cooler of ice-cold beers, and we have a two-hour drive from Chicago to South Bend, and we're just drinking, hanging out, and it could not have been fucking better. It was so much fun. Then we went to, um, we stopped in South Bend. I hope I'm saying this name right. I think it was Jim Small. Jim Small's house. Shout out to Jim. Jim was Ben, who was with us, friend. And, uh, you know, beautiful family, beautiful home in South Bend, like a couple hundred yards away from the stadium. We went there, even played a little beer pong. I lost the fucking game, but I'm blaming Bartnick for the loss because he didn't come alive until the end, and I feel like I was on my game most of the time. Uh... But uh, the small family was incredible to us. Um, Really good people. Had a really good time. Um, The game, if you guys saw the Notre Dame-USC game, we were so happy and psyched because the first play the Irish had from scrimmage that we got to see in that building was an 80-yard touchdown bomb from Kaiser, uh, the quarterback. We loved it. So many exciting things happened. There was like an 83-yard touchdown run. Uh, There were blocked punts. It was a, I think, yeah, the game was 41-31. to Just a great game. So much fun. Uh, South Bend was one place that I wanted to go for this. And we ended up, you know, Bill ended up saying, let's do it. Made it happen before a tour. And um, just awesome. Then the next day, we got picked up by our tour bus. uh, Said bye to Ben and Willis. Got picked up by our tour bus. And the Four Horsemen rode once again, everybody. That's right. We um, got on this thing and we went to Fort Wayne. Fort Wayne, Indiana. Right? Is that right? Yeah, Fort Wayne, Indiana was the first show. And it was great. Then we did Cincinnati. Then we did Dayton. Dayton. And then last night we did Columbus, and tonight we have two in Pittsburgh. Tomorrow, two in Chicago. I mean, uh, tomorrow, two in uh, Cleveland. So, a lot more shows. Gonna literally be touring every day from now until the 30th. And then I go home and I can be with my kids for Halloween. So, it's been long, but it's been, it's gonna be long, but it's been so much fun. And the shows have been great. Jason, me, and Joe going up doing like, you know, 10, 10 plus minutes, whatever, and just having a great time, and then Bill going out and doing it, and for all of us to be together is has been so fucking fun. I'm not going to lie. Tiring, cigars, booze, but still, you know, being professional and doing it when it's time to do it, putting work first, so don't worry. Uh, Cincinnati was off the fucking charts. Cincinnati, the Taft Theater in Cincinnati, I may do my special there. That's how great it was. I may do my special. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to, you know, wait a little bit, get my new hour and I'm going to put out a special. Not a not an album, a special and I'm actually considering doing it at the Taft in Cincinnati. That's how unbelievable those people were. Other ones that are uh, on the list that made the cut will be Minnesota And, uh, you know, we're thinking about some cool places to do it. But that Taft Theater in Cincy was unbelievable. All the places were great. Fort Wayne, Cincy, Dayton, Columbus. Columbus was insane. Everywhere's been great. But there's certain rooms that just feel like magic and the crowds and stuff. So, uh, you know, we'll see. But uh, we have been having, you know, we've had some hilarious nights. Um, One night we're staying in a hotel. I forgot where we were. I think we might have been in. Were we in Cincinnati? Yeah, I think, yeah. In Cincinnati, we were staying at a hotel that had right in front of it in the same parking lot where you literally only have to walk 100 fucking yards. They literally had a White Castle. Now, I don't know if some of you people know what White... Have White Castle or whatever, but White Castle used to be really hard to get. There was one in the Bronx, and I remember my dad would get cravings for them and just get in his car and drive to the Bronx. It was near Fordham University. He lived in Yonkers, so it wasn't far. It was like a 15-minute drive, not even. And he would go and just get like a shitload of these things. And me and my brother grew up just like when dad would take us. It was it was so funny. My dad took us, and it was probably for him and his craving, but then that got me and my brother addicted. Anyways, so I don't get him a lot, but there's one here. And Burr just looked, and he goes, yeah, I don't think we're not stopping at that thing. So we get back from the bu- We get back from hanging out on the bus, you know, having some drinks. We were watching some some sporting events, some playoffs. I'll talk about that too. Playoffs, and it's like two in the morning, almost two in the morning. Like we're, there's, we're like, there's no way that White Castle's open, and it was. So we go to this White Castle. It's a small little White Castle that could probably only feet. Uh, I don't know, seat like I don't know, fifteen to twenty people, right? And I mean, everybody started out getting like five or six sandwiches. By the time we were done, I think I had five cheeseburgers and four chicken sliders. So I had nine sliders. Now granted, they're like three bites because they're so small. But everybody just said, fuck the diet, fuck eating good. We are going in right now. I didn't get fries. Those other guys got fries, so they didn't do as many sliders as me, but they got fries. I didn't want to do the fries. But it was so fun. There was one guy in there, and we couldn't tell if he was homeless. He was a young kid, kind of just sitting there, head down, looked wasted or whatever. And Bartnick was just in such a good mood, and we were having such a good night, Bartnick started buying this guy sliders. And then Bartnick's phone, he puts ACDC on the phone, and this whole fucking White Castle is just getting pumped by ACDC. The workers didn't care. They almost liked it. They're making us all this fresh stuff. They're like, all right. And like you could tell that they kind of wanted to go home, but they were also like, all right, we're making money and these guys are cool. And it was just blaring ACDC, me, Burr, Lawhead, and Bartnick sitting there eating sandwiches. A couple of times, like one person may come in and then leave, but this like homeless guy or whatever guy was just sitting there. Bartnick gave him stuff and he was like nodding his head thanking him, and then bopping his head to ACDC, it got to the point where Bartnick basically turned this White Castle, I mean, we were putting on an eating clinic in this fucking place, and it basically turned in to Bartnick, like, turning it into a nightclub that played rock music, and then at the end he goes, thank you everybody here at White Castle, you guys were great, this was awesome, like, I've never experienced anything like it. It was almost like our nightcap place happened to just be a white castle that was private for us. It was really cool. Um, And I got to tell you, I did not shit my brains out. I did not have any stomach issues. Uh, I probably gained weight from it, which I tried to walk off yesterday in Columbus, Ohio. And I'm going to try to do good tonight. But it was one of, if not the best White Castle experiences. The only thing that would have been better is if I would have got a vanilla shake, but then I would have just had to roll out of there like a fat tub of shit because I didn't want to do it. So, uh, that was, that was uh, in Cincy. Then, uh, Dayton, what did we do? In Dayton, we didn't do much. Dayton was like the lay low night because we did, you know, we went hard in Fort Worth and Cincy, so Dayton was like whatever. And then last night, We're on the bus in Columbus, and we decided to just watch Goodfellas. So we were um, hanging out, and uh, we were going to go to a bar, and then we're like, ah, you know what, let's just get a bottle for the bus. We couldn't find a bottle for the bus, so we hopped into a bar where it's like 15 minutes left before last call, like 10, 15 minutes left, and we were like, instead of buying a bottle, we got, you know, there's some beers on the bus or whatever, so let's just... You know, we'll just go in, do a quick beer and a shot before last call, get back. So we did that. We got a quick beer and a shot, and then we walked back to the bus, uh, smoked a cigar, and then we watched Goodfellas. And while we watched Goodfellas, I was rolling up salami and and, prov- and slice provolone and handing them out. It was awesome. It was awesome. It was a fun night. Not too crazy. You know, trying to lay low and be good here. Oh, but it's hard with these animals I'm on the I'm on I'm on this tour with. It is hard. <laughs> we are having a really, really good time watching these playoff games and um you know, I don't even know. Like, I don't even know as far as my unacceptable for the week, it's been like it's one of those very rare times where I'd say, I don't even know if I have one because everything has been so cool, even, even, like, American Airlines flying out to Chicago was great, the, the fucking pilot crushed it, it was one of those small fucking planes, and I kind of freaked out, I mean small, like, one side of the plane has one row of seats, and the other has two, it looked like a little private jet, it was fucking scary awesome takeoff, awesome landing, didn't even feel the landing, so cool, man, Um, it was one of those planes, though, where you could tell if there was turbulence, you'd fucking feel it, you would really, really feel it, Um, so I did not have an unacceptable from the airport, didn't have an unacceptable really anywhere, so I don't know, I will think during this, because I'm gonna do your guys' unacceptables, and then we will uh, go from there. So let's get to your guys' Unacceptables. I want to talk some sports. I want to talk um, movies. We I didn't see any movie, but we were watching, like I said, we watched Goodfellas. A couple of others we'll talk about. We're going to talk about good travel movies to watch. I think that that'll be a good thing to do. Like, good, like what's a must to pack when you go travel? So that's what's going to be the movie section of this, which I think will be a good thing. But first, I got to get to your guys' um unacceptables, and then we will go from there, Um, guys, I had so much stuff on Twitter, I know there's a couple, I'm going to try to find those, but a lot of stuff happened with Twitter where it get lost in the uh, shuffle just because of the traveling and, you know, get in front of all these people, there's a lot of tweets, so I will do my best to find those for you guys, now, this one says, the first uh, unacceptable is from Ryan Carroll, and he says, Hey Paul, no unacceptable here, just kudos to a great comic. Well, thank you very much. No need to read this on the podcast. Oh, okay. Good. Thank you. I'm glad that I was able to see that and uh, skimming through it here. It seems like it is very nice. Thank you, Ryan. I will read that and uh, I appreciate it very much. And uh, yes, I do remember you, but I uh, I will write back. Um, okay. This one here is from Jason Travis. Hey, Paul, I have a question and an unacceptable. There is the question: What are your views on uh, L was this uh, LGBT people? Now this is the unacceptable. Okay, I guess gay, lesbian, bisexual. Okay. So, Paul, I am bisexual, and me and my boyfriend were hanging out at a baseball field in a small town, and he was sitting. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Let me me, hold on a second. Okay, I'm gonna start over here. Try to get this thing right. I have a question unacceptable. Here is the question: What are your views on okay LGBT people? Now, this is the unacceptable. Uh, So, Paul, I am bisexual, and me and my boyfriend were hanging out at a baseball field in our small town, and he was sitting uh, on my lap facing me, and we were hugging because we were cold. And these two guys show up and see us and leave, but then once I drop my boyfriend off at home, then I start to walk home, and these two assholes yell out and call me a fag remember Paul I don't even know these fucking people so I turned around and told these fucking animals the, uh, that they were just mad that their boy uh, that my boyfriend is hotter than their girls um, who are uh, who are now with them and they just turned around and walked away so Paul what are your thoughts on what happened uh, sorry for the length love the show PS I am Jason uh, Travis. I normally send unacceptables from a different email. Love the show. Paul, keep it up. All right, Jason. Well, first of all, I don't think anybody should be fucking harassing you if you, uh, you know, whoever you like and whatever your sexual orientation is, you know what I mean? Um, so my thoughts on people, um, any people of any kind of, you know, the only people that I don't really like, Jason, are bad people, evil people, people that will follow you and start calling out stuff and calling you and yelling you, a f- yelling at you and calling you a fag, those are the people that I don't like, um, this is a short, quick life that people don't understand, you know, this is a short life even if you live to a fucking hundred, believe it or not, it goes quick, and, uh, nobody should have to feel that way, nobody should have to feel that, um, you know they have to be afraid for their safety because people see them. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. So, um, so, to answer your first question, what I think about gay, lesbian, bisexual people, I think you should leave them alone, and people should be able to do what they want to do. Uh, that's what I really feel. Um, you know, you seem like uh, you get the you know you like uh, dudes and girls. You know, nobody should bother you about that. And if somebody has a different view, whatever, that's their problem. Um, I feel also that the girl, that their girlfriends were there, like, okay with that. Like, or, or the fact that, like, these guys were yelling at you and calling you that. And, you know, you don't know them. You turn around and, you know, you say to them, you're just mad that my, uh, boyfriend is hotter th- than their girls. With the girls there. That's cool for you. Good for you. But the fact that those girls would let them start screaming fag and doing that stuff to you is ridiculous. So um I just feel that um you know it's sad for them and uh you should be able to live the life that you want to live and be free and happy of it. So that's what I feel. And uh, if anybody's going to fucking do that or ridicule you man, fuck them. You don't you don't need them. You did the right thing. You know. Um I think that public affection makes people uncomfortable uh even with a straight couple, so maybe since they fucking couldn't handle, you know, maybe that they just couldn't handle that because they're not used to seeing it, you know, um, I'll be honest with you, dude, if, and I'm not trying to, and, and this is no disrespect, but, like, if I saw, you know, two guys or two girls or a straight couple hardcore making out, either way, no matter what, you know, Gay with dudes, gay with women, or a straight couple, like, really going at, making out, like, serious, insane, making out in public. That would kind of make me, I mean, I would never yell anything, but that would kind of make me be like, you know, I really don't, there's no need to see that. So, as far as, like, but, I mean, you're just, you know, and it didn't even seem like you were doing that. And even if you were, that's your right to do, but you're just sitting there, so I I would say that, uh, you know, those people are fucking rude and, and they don't get it. So, uh, there you go. This one is from Matthew DeLuna. Dear Paul, uh, here we go. Dear Paul, this is not an unacceptable, but I would like to get your take on this topic, being that you are a parent. A few weeks ago, I went to my seven-year-old niece's Little League softball game and was shocked by what I saw. They did not keep score of the game, which meant that there were no winners or losers there was no three strikes rule meaning that the kid can be on strike 12 and they still have a chance to hit the ball into play. Youth sports has already been ruined because of the participation trophy, but now kids aren't even playing these games the right way. I am not a parent myself so I would like to hear your take on this matter since you might enroll your kids in sports one day being a huge sports fan being the huge sports fan that you are. Okay. Uh, Great question, Matthew. I am looking forward to answering this. First of all, my son is playing soccer uh, and baseball. They do keep the rules the right way. Um, You know, in the soccer, he's so young that they won't really announce the winner. It's just kind of understood who wins. But, you know, kids get goals. And, you know, the kids are old enough to know, hey, that team seems like they got it in the goal, you know, four times. And the other team got it in the goal two times so I I think this team won and they kind of get that but right now it's just learning how to you know dribble the ball with your feet and and you know and pass and and you know try to take the ball away and you know playing and goalie and stuff like that but um I think that the participation trophies when you're young are okay but I just feel like after a while man you got to let the competitive kids and the kids that are supposed to be playing sports you got to let them fucking play You know, that's just all there is to it. You got to let the kids play and you have to, um, let them know, hey, three strikes, you're out. But that's fine because you'll get them next time. And that gives them something to work on and that gives them something to be. So I do think it's a pussification of society, which is going on a lot. I think the political correctness plays into this. I just think that everything is okay now and I think it's bullshit. I think it, uh, this is not a, a, a Democrat or Republican thing, um, because I say on stage I'm not a Democrat or a Republican because I'm reasonable. I I, I think it, it's just a, an honest thing. I think that's what's happening in our country right now. I think what's happening in our country right now is I think everything is accepted. Everything is okay. I think you can't say certain things. I think, you know, your people are losing their jobs from being honest. And I think it fucking weakens us. And I, I, think it's, I think it sucks. You know? And I think what your question makes a lot of sense because your question is basically saying, like, you know forget the winners and losers and the trophies like you're not even playing the game right with the rules you know so I agree with you it's a good question uh, Matt and I think that um, you know until people really start to until people really start to fucking not care what people think until it really stops. That's the way to do it. It really just has to stop, and it has to stop not by talking about it, not by listening to someone like me talk about it on a podcast. It needs to stop with somebody saying something or doing something that is so not politically correct and not apologizing and telling the people, fuck you. Fuck you. You want to take my job? Fuck you. Okay, I don't give a fuck. You don't own me. You'll never fucking own me. I'm going to say what I want to say. Fuck you. You come to a comedy club and you hear something and you hear somebody say a word you don't like. You hear somebody talk about drugs. You hear somebody talk about violence. You hear somebody do it. Fuck you. You're going to hear it. Okay? Shut up and if you don't like it, get up and fucking leave and go cry about it to whoever's at your fucking house. Whoever's the unfortunate one that has to fucking live with you and deal with it, talk to them about it. Okay? That's what it is. It, it it should be a disclaimer at every comedy club. I've said it many times. And, and as far as sports, listen, there's winners and losers. And the kids that shouldn't be on the field, it's up to the parents to go, look, you struck out fucking 19 times in a row, four seasons in a row. You're not meant to play baseball. So let's either go to the other sport or get you a fucking computer. That's it. And there's nothing wrong with that. Not everybody's going to be good, and that needs to be understood because you find what you are good at. Woo, that question got me hot. Thanks, Matt. Okay, Uh, here we go. This one is from Matt Lockyer. Uh, Hey, Paulie wants a cracker. All right, Matt, really? You could have just said Paul, but I'll I'll give you one pass. Uh, What is with these 40-year-old grown men flying drones at the beach and in the park? I'm trying to go for a nice walk and run, and instead... Of peace and quiet, I just hear buzzing and some lonely asshole's toy plane. These things should be banned in all cities and the animals flying them need to get laid. Love the podcast. Well, thank you, Matt. I appreciate the support. Um, And I would say, look, listen, if you love, like, I'll I'll be honest with you, dude. I'm fascinated with aviation. Aviation fascinates me. It scares me. I want to learn about it. Like I said, I love it. Now. If an ex-pilot loves it, if somebody just got addicted to flying it, that's fine, but you fly it at like 50 to 100 feet, you know, or lower, not anywhere near an airport, like not anywhere near, you know, get a fucking remote control boat and do it in a pond, get a fucking, you know, one of those little, just something that can never ever be, something that can never harm anybody, you know? Because like I said on my last podcast, these drones are a problem, man. I got reached out to a really cool a really cool commercial airline pilot reached out to me after last week's episode. And said, I'm a commercial airline pilot. Thank you for bringing that to people's attention. You know, that drones are a problem. These planes are coming in, man. There's a fucking drone near them. It's dangerous and scary. And, you know, it's just something else the pilots have to worry about keeping people safe. So... In that regard, it's completely unacceptable and the guy's doing it, you know. But I'm not going to knock a guy who's got a hobby. I mean, if you love just flying a... You know, just if you keep it low and you do it where there's never going to be a plane like in your fucking backyard. It's the guys that like get these insane drones that can fucking drop little bombs on towns. I mean, like some of these things are so intense. If you look at them, that's what the problem is. The problem is not a toy that you could buy at fucking Toys R Us. I mean, that's not really what the problem is, I don't think. I mean, because those things don't go – the, the problem is these guys that get these, like, insane realistic airplanes that they – you know, that's a problem. And, yes, that's a guy that's probably not getting laid because if he's spending that much money to fly that thing, th- th- something has to lack somewhere. Uh, okay, here we go. This one is from Eiser uh, Ang. I hope I'm getting this right. Spent a good 15-20 minutes mustering up a detailed email on an issue I have with a company. It took so long to write because I did my best not to be rude and demanding. After I submitted the email, they replied literally within less than a second with an automated (laughs) reply basically telling me that my issue is now resolved and that my case is closed. Unacceptable. Uh, yes, I hate that when you put thought, this is a great one by the way, and you just made me think of my unacceptable because I had an issue come up the other day and I don't know if early on in my podcast I ever did it, but I'm going to reiterate it. If I did, I don't know if I did. Absolutely unacceptable and so fucking annoying when you put thought, hard work and effort into something and then... It just goes to like an automated reply and you you realize, oh, I'm on on vacation or I've done this and I've done that. It sucks and it's just like really annoying because you know like now this person may not get it for a while so I put so much (laughs) thought and heart into this thing and it just comes back like that. It is unacceptable. I hear you 100%. You just reminded me of mine. Um, so I'm gonna get to I'm gonna get to it when I'm done here, guys. Uh, all right, that's great. That was a great one. Moving on, we only have a couple more here. Let's see here. This is from a regular. Phil Oakley says insider trading between DraftKings and uh, Fan. I think he's trying to say FanDuel. He put a B, but it's fine. These corporate cunts were caught by the FBI exchanging info on lineups before customers submitted their own lineups. In uh, week three, 3% of all customers that submitted rosters were the only winners. This means that the inside, inside trading that occurs forced out 97% of people that had money on games. Usually it's around a 30 to 40% take for customers. DraftKings and FanDuel, we're exchanging information to eliminate the competition and of course win. Can you possibly be any more of a greedy cunt? DraftKings made two million their first year than two hundred million in only their second year. This year they're projected to close at around a billion in revenue just for taking a cut in hosting professional sports betting. It's never enough for these money grubbing whales. In addition, if you watch any sports channel, you would know that there were constantly f- that they, uh, that they are constantly flooded with way too much advertisement. I'm tired of seeing the past winners' videos, testimonials on how they had won millions of dollars playing DraftKings, yet they still have that look on their face, like they don't know what a good blowjob <laughs> feels like. They run so many commercials it feels like the mid-90s when MTV kept playing uh, Black Hole Sun by Soundgarden over and over again. Still waiting on the hard copy of uh, Night at the Stand to drop. Question uh, for the week. If you were trapped on an island and you had to choose one celebrity or athlete to live with for the rest of your life, who would it be? No family members are allowed for sake of argument. Also, you can't fuck that person is a rule, so you're not biased in your decision. LOL. Go. All right. Well, first of all, yes, you're absolutely right um, about the FanDuel and the DraftKings. I mean, if they're, I mean, if they're if they're rigging it, which it seems like they did, it's just ridiculous. And what they don't show is the amount of people. They show the same six guys that won a million dollars. And then, you know, it's like people that win the lottery. You could do that with the lottery. You could get people that have won win for life, scratch off win for life. There's, I know somebody that won win for life, a thousand bucks. So you could basically grab 10 to 15 people who want to win for life and they're going to be like, yeah, and I'm an, I'm a normal guy like you. I went in for a pack of smoke, some candy and the paper, and now I make a thousand dollars. It's the same thing. Um, as far as, what do you say? They still have the look on the face. Um, they run the, the commercials, uh, they run so many commercials. If yeah, I know what you're saying. It's just uh, look, they're running the commercials because people they're running the commercials for the exact reason you wrote in your email. Uh, Phil, it started out with what? Started out with two million their first year, then two hundred million, and now they're projected to do a billion. That's why the ads keep coming. Hey, I'm not gonna lie. I saw a guy go, yeah, I put in thirty five uh, bucks and I won over two million. That made me go, fuck. Let me put twenty five dollars in. That's how they get you. Um, yes, Night at the Stand Hard Copies coming, um, coming this month, end of the month. Now, if I was trapped on an island, and, um, if I was trapped on an island, and I had to choose one celebrity or athlete, no family, and I couldn't fuck the person, who would it be? Um, man, that's tough, dude. That's really, really tough, because... There's a lot of questions that go with this. and I'll give you an example. Now, some people may say, oh well you'd want a female companion that you could maybe on like an emotional level have that or um, plus you say, I guess you said no sex. I don't know what that includes. Does that include a does that include a handy? You know um, or do you want a dude with you? Obviously, I'm talking from myself because I'm a, I'm a straight male. So, I'm, I'm looking at it like this. I don't want anybody to get fucking pissed off at me. I'm just talking. Now, or you maybe want a stronger person because you're on an island that you're stuck with. So, the hunting and eating and making camp and food and all that stuff like that. You might want somebody stronger or, you know, somebody who could try to help you make a fucking nice living there. Um... That's a fucking great question, man. I I honestly, you know, I love talking sports, so um, I don't know, dude. I'm going to have to get back on that one. I'm going to have to get back to you on that one because, you know, like, Jordan would be somebody that, like, the stories would just be amazing, but then I don't know if it would just get old and boring to talk to Jordan. Like, it'd be great. Or you could think of an old president that, you know, like, you could talk to an old president that knows stuff. Like, the first George Bush was, like, the head of the CIA, which means he probably knows shit about Kennedy. Or you could take, like, a, you know, like, a Ronda Rousey, who's just, like a badass so you know that if like people came on the island to hurt you or fucking you needed somebody to go fishing and and she was like you could have that i don't know dude there's a lot that's that's tough that's tough because you know you're talking zero family you're talking zero sex you're talking no like connection other than just being stuck there so i don't know but uh i gotta think more about that but thank you for the submission okay here we go this is the last one off of the emails uh, hey, Paul, I was so fired up after this, it's all I could do to get home without killing somebody. Now, I'll admit, I don't have to be a... Uh, I'll admit, I didn't have to be a dick, but they wanted to waste my time. Well, two can play at that game. Stopped by the, ca- stopped by the campus the night of a game to visit some friends and steal a couple of their beers. <laughs> Tailgating football uh, isn't my cup of tea... But I was on the bike and grabbing a cold one sounded nice. Okay. Wasn't sure where I was going. I was close, I thought. Uh, Seen some bikes parked there. So I pull over and parked with them. Ended up hanging out for maybe an hour. I get home, realize uh, something tied to my mirror, a ticket. Parked in a 20-minute unloading zone, 30 bucks. I emailed dude uh, bro saying, hey, uh, I'm super sorry. I had no idea. I saw other people parked there. I've never been there. I was familiar with this. Uh, I take full responsibility for my mistake. Could you please waive this fee this one time? Won't happen again. Yup, email back says denied. No reason, just denied. Well, fuck you too. I decided to pay them their 30 in pennies. That's fucking hilarious. It says right on the ticket, they accept cash. Long story short, cunty behind the counter. That was almost a tongue twister. Cunty behind the counter can't accept unrolled coins. Yeah, I unrolled them. Fuck them, that's the point. <laughs> Dude, you just came in with a with a fucking... Uh, long story, I ended up leaving the box of pennies there after they can't accept unrolled coins as payment, if this ends up fucking with my credit, I'll, I'll end up on Judge Judy, or the people's court, hopefully somewhere around, hopefully somewhere around you, get a paid trip out there, win my fucking case, and see a show with you, so sorry uh, sorry so long if you end up reading this one you can summarize it shorter i live <laughs> i live alone 28 year old dude i had to get this off my chest to someone uh do you want me to send a video too big all right that's awesome it's uh it's on my facebook page christopher okay cool man I kept my cool talking to the chick, but inside, I was strangling that cunt to death. Thanks, man. Keep up the fucking awesome podcast. I look forward to listening to your blood pressure climbing. I look forward to your blood pressure climbing every week. Ha ha. Well, thank you, Christopher. And, um, look, I mean, listen. Since you... Man, this is a tough one. Look, you parked somewhere you shouldn't have parked and you got a ticket for it, um, but... I guess since you didn't know and you tried to do the right thing. And here's the cool thing, though. You did reach out. And I've reached out to courthouses before, and I've talked to the judge and stuff. And they were actually cool where I said, look, I just got the car. I got a ticket one time, and I left my car there. And they said I was going to abandon my car because the car was there for four days. And I had just bought the car. It was brand new. It's just I travel for comedy. So I wrote to the judge. I go, listen, do you really think I would try to abandon a brand new car? And he granted what I was saying. So it seems like you just said this will never happen again. I didn't know. I was only there for an hour, blah, blah, blah. And then they just replied back, hey, you got mad. It is what it is. I get what you're saying. And then I love how you gave them a box of pennies. That's awesome. And I hope they have to just take it because that's the greatest thing. And I would love to hear about that court trial or if you went to trial with that where you're like, they had the $30. It was just in pennies. Um, That is awesome. All right. Let me see if I could get you guys uh, Twitter on here. Let's see if I could get that going here, and then um, I will do my unacceptable because I have one um, based on that. Uh, what's it called? That that email reply thing. I definitely have one, which which was great, and I just got frustrated the other day so bad because of it that. Um, I lost my shit, and I was like, why the fuck? And then you just brought it, so that's what I'll do. Um, You know what? I'll do mine now, and then if I find any on Twitter, I will give them them to you. Ah, Jesus. You ever see a picture of yourself, and you're like, ah, I suck. I just saw a picture of myself, and I'm like, I've been losing weight, and why the fuck did I go to White Castle and eat nine sandwiches? Unbelievable. That should be my unacceptable. But my unacceptable is when you call to leave somebody a voicemail. And you're like, hey man, listen, just got it. I cannot thank you enough. If you are satisfied with your message, what the fuck? I, like I didn't even, and then and then I'm like, all right, all right, fine, fine, fine. And they're like, if you want to erase and re-record, hit three. So I erase and re-record and then I'm like, all right. And then I'm like, hey dude, I got to make this quick. Cause you, if you are satisfied with your message, like what? I don't even, who the fuck are these speed talkers? Hey, man, this is so call me back. Like, who, like, what am I, a fucking auctioneer or whatever they call those people? I, it is, it, that is unacceptable. Okay. I'll give you this. I will give you this. Maybe the length has to be cut off at five minutes. Maybe I'll even give you like three, but you got to at least get a minimum. I mean, you got to get to a fucking two minutes. What if somebody's like, look, they found, you have to send a message to your uncle or your aunt. They found the only cure for her cancer is in the jungle in Brazil or some fucking where. You have to let her know, here is the longitude and latitude of exactly where it is. This is where they will find it. You have 48 hours to do it. Here's the plane they have to take. Here's the, everything like that. then you call up and you're like... Hey, Uncle So-and-so, great news. They have a cure for your cancer. It is located in, if you are happy with your message, (laughs) absolutely unacceptable. Call up your phone company and go, I need to leave fucking messages longer than that. I'm not a fucking speed, you know what I mean? I can't do it that fast. That is definitely my unacceptable, and I love that one. That is a good one. All right, here's one. This is from uh, Chris F- uh, Frost from uh, MNF Frosty Boy. The fact that Paul Verzi can't speak his own mind about sports without dickheads being dickheads to him on Twitter is totally unacceptable. Well, you know what, Chris? I'm not going to not talk about it, but I've just realized that there are certain things where, and I'm not trying to act like I'm some fucking big shot here, but, you know, I. I guess in some sense of, the, I am in the public eye. How you know in a way, and when I say something and people get mad, they just go way too hard and they do this, and it becomes this whole thing, and people get upset. So I'm gonna just pick and choose and and just cause I'd rather not deal with it than fucking just get go through shit like that. Um, but I appreciate you, man. Uh, all right, this one is from. Uh, what is this? Uh, let's see here. Phenomenal at uh, Milio underscore 2. M-I-L-I-O underscore 2. Horrible lady takes off shoes and walks barefoot at the American Airlines Center after a WWE event. Hashtag unacceptable. And I see a picture of her. And she just has her fucking... It's just gross. Jeremy Steenberger. Bergen. I'm sorry. Jeremy Steenbergen at S T N B. R-G-N-N-O-E-S. Taking selfies in front of polling stations when going to vote. Unacceptable. by by our plastic animal. Yes. I agree. Yeah, you voted. You fucking did something and you did something and you're so fucking cool because you voted. I don't know. People are dopes. Um, That's really all that I could see for now, guys, because there's so many other ones. So, again, I am sorry. Um, Oh, here we go. Scott Beckman at Scotty Beckman, and that's I-E at the end of, uh, S-C-O-T-T-I-E-B-E-C-H-M-A-N. And uh, he put uh, Deadspin, I guess he put, uh, Michigan fan can't stop bawling after heartbreaking laws to MSU. Nothing is funnier, everybody. Nothing is funnier than a grown man or a grown adult crying and weeping because their team lost. Nothing. Yes, that is a great, um, that is a great unacceptable because, and thank you for the submission, but there is nothing funnier than that. Just watching, the best one ever was when we saw the guy from, uh, what was it? uh, Argentina, or uh, yeah, and he was just fucking bawling, bawling, crying. Like he must have been fifty-five years old, and he was inconsolably weeping when the soccer team uh, lost. And there's there's nothing funnier than that. All right, here's oh I got another one here from Corey Martinez at Crasher three three nine, and he says FanDuel's commercial. Has a banner that reads, this is not a gambling website. Hashtag unacceptable. Um, yeah, like I said, you can grab the fucking 15 people that won scratch-offs, win for life, and have them do the same fucking commercial. Um, okay, I think that that, yes, that does it for the um, unacceptables. Thank you if you guys want to send the unacceptables um, by email. Send them to unacceptables. For tve at gmail, uh, or just give a short uh, tweet to my uh, you know Twitter feed, of course at Paul Verzi, That's V I R, Z I. Now, real quick, movies have not watched movies, but uh, like I said last night, Joe Bartnick and uh, Bill Burr and myself watched Goodfellas on the bus. That's just a great... We were talking about it last night. Goodfellas is such a good movie to watch like with you, when you're with your buddies or traveling because every scene is either funny, violent, pointing it to the story, just fucking awesome. We're rolling up salami, like I said. Rolling up salami and provolone. Fucking great. Um, <laughs> it was just... It was just nothing better. And, uh, and then we caught a little bit of True Romance. True romance. Joe B walked in the room. Hey, Joe, I got a que- I got a question for you. Joe Bartnick, the great Joe Bartnick, is here with me in the. Co- oh, thank
1: you. What, what, what a privilege <laughs> and an honor to be on the Verzi yeah. effect, everybody. So
0: so let me ask you: If you're traveling, what are your must? If you're traveling for a long time, because I wanted to do this on the podcast, so I figured to ask you since you're here, where me and Joe are in the same hotel room for the next couple of days here. What are your must movies to bring? Like if, you, if you're if you on a bus tour or if you're like flying and you're going to be on planes and you have capability to throw in a DVD or download something, what are like musts for you? Goodfellas has to be,
1: right? Uh, to me, honestly, there's only one movie. And it's Goodfellas. It's Goodfellas. I just watch it over and over and over again. And that's not even a lie. Like it, I have it. I watch it all the time. Any sports movies? Uh, Rocky. Rocky, love yeah. Rocky. We were love, love Rocky. Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, basically, you know, as long as there's Italians in it, that's are <laughs> my favorite movies. I even count Pulp Fiction because that's drawn Travolta. Pulp Fiction to the Gold Watch is it, is uh, is almost Goodfellas <laughs> to me. Goodfellas is number one. Pulp Fiction is my probably my fourth or fifth favorite movie. Okay. Um, you know, after Godfather two, Godfather one, everyone split that. That's yeah. It. Well, uh, whatever yeah, it does yeah, in the yeah, other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not good at math. But uh, no, but Goodfellas, dude. Goodfellas, yeah. I mean, that's the only... Like, we could watch Goodfellas every night, and I would never be disappointed. No, I would never, every... like, change Hey, change the channel. Or, you know what's
0: funny is we were watching Goodfellas last night, and Bartnick, every scene, basically, me and Bartnick and Bill would just look at each other and smile before the scene. That's how great it was. So Joe gives a great list. He gives Goodfellas, Pulp Fiction, Rocky, Godfather 1, Godfather 2. Are we in Englewood? <laughs> Thank you. Joe B with an epic cameo. Those movies. And you know what? I have Godfather 1 and Godfather 2 with us. And I think we're going to stop at a rest stop and get Pulp. Yeah. I think we got to do that. Favorite Pulp Fiction, real quick, favorite Pulp Fiction scene, hands down, is what? You go with the watch scene or no?
1: Oh, no, no. That's, that, that's whenever they know you come back and you're wasted and you're or wherever you're at. And you're like an hour in. You're like, okay, time to go to bed the gold watch. Because oh, before that, it's all Johnny T. Okay. It's all, uh, uh. I like Mar- I like Marcel I-, I like Bruce Willis and John Travolta when it's a battle of charisma and Johnny T wins. Oh, Okay, but he's like I don't, know, I don't know, but you look good. Uh, what are you guys? What are you looking at, pal? Goes, yeah, I don't know, but you look good. Well, are you look good, punchy. Yeah. And he goes. What would you say? He goes. You heard me, Palooka. He goes. Vincent Vega, get over yeah, here. Yeah. Uh Yeah. You like that? That. Yeah, are we in Inglewood? That's <laughs> the best. That's my favorite. Are we in Inglewood? That's my my favorite
0: one. Nice. There you have it. Joe. Uh, Joe B's got me into Pulp Fiction right now. I think we're gonna have to go get that for the bus. Um, but yeah, those are like must. And I know that those are givens, but you know, I mean, you can't go wrong with the Rockies. I mean, I I don't know. Those are, those are good ones but we're just having hanging out on the bus just having a great time watching these movies um, I'm gonna wrap this up real quick I gotta as much as I didn't like it what can I say congratulations to the New York Mets for making the World Series sweeping the um, the Cubs not that the Cubs gave them much to fight um, they didn't give them much of a fight that's for sure making some some mistakes but fucking Daniel Murphy oh my god this guy listen you guys know met fans annoy me i'm a yankee guy joe bartnick said something funny the other day and he goes paul versey wants no happiness in queens tonight <laughs> <laughs> and you know what it i listen my grandfather I, I said this before my grandfather would watch the yankees and when they weren't on he'd watch the mets and root for the mets it's a New York thing. I get it. I think I don't do that because of the fans and the arguments that I've had with friends who were Met fans who hatred towards the Yankees was so great. I have a hard time with it. But this kid, Daniel Murphy, six postseason games in a row with a home run is unheard of. Uh, not only that, though. The guy's making plays in the field. He's scoring runs. He's getting base hits. He's walking. He's doing everything right. And he's having a postseason for the ages. So I have to give, uh, I have to give kudos to that. Um, my Giants lost to the Eagles, like they always fucking do. Whether the Eagles are good, bad, or the Giants are good and bad, that fucking team always splits with us every year. And uh, but I'm not making excuses because Eli went down the field on that first drive and he looked like fucking, you know, he looked like fucking Montana. And then all of a sudden, two fumbles come and then he throws a pick six. It was just brutal. So what are you going to do? But they're 3-3. Three and three. We're still tied for first place. I'm looking forward to my New York Knickerbockers starting the uh, season, I think, in two weeks or a week and a half. Looking forward to seeing uh, what they do with the, with the Phil Jackson era picks and draft. And uh, that's pretty much it, man. I guess I'm rooting for the Royals to uh, go to the Super Bowl and watch the Royals-Mets. And, um, that's it. Time for plugs, everybody. Um, well, pretty much have the uh, rest of the uh, Horseman Tour, which we're calling it. Um, we, uh, have, uh, tonight, Pittsburgh, two shows. Tomorrow, Cleveland, two shows. And then we head up uh, north a little bit. We're hitting up, uh, Indianapolis, Milwaukee, uh, Detroit, Grand Rapids, and then, uh, We end up back in Chicago for three nights. Well, I'll be there two nights. I'm getting home to my kids to go trick-or-treating. And uh, Joe Bartnick and Bill Burr will be the last uh, day of of it is on Halloween. So, uh, yeah, my last show will be at the uh, Chicago Theater on the 30th. And that will be uh, with Bartnick, myself, and Burr. And uh, the shows have been great, man. So uh, come out to the shows. Other than those shows... I have uh, November dates coming up uh, the beginning of the month. I'm doing The Garden with Burr on the 14th. That should be awesome. I think that that's already sold out, but I got some dates before that. And you could check that on um, paulverzi.com. Also go to my Twitter, at paulverzi. That's V-I-R-Z-I. I -I. I have a new website, new dates on it. And again, guys, the hard copy album of Night at the Stand will be available um, November 1st. You can purchase them on my website and, um, you can all, and I will also be bringing them to shows. It looks like I will be headlining November 21st, November 22nd at the, uh, Rhode Island Comedy Connection in Rhode Island. And, um, I will be in Miami with Joe Bartnick. Well, Joe, what date is that? Uh, Wednesday? The 7th? No, it's like the 14th or 15th, right? Let's see. I will tell you in a second, but I will be, for you people in, uh, South Beach or the Miami area who never got to see a show of mine or the all-in tour with uh, with uh, Bartnick. Uh, we will be there. Oh, is it Wednesday the 9th or the 16th? I guess it's the 9th. Yeah, we, it will be. Yes, it's December 9th. We will be. And where is it? I don't even know where the fuck it is. So, yeah, Miami Beach area. I'll have the venue posted up on the website, but you could check that out. That's going to be me and Bartnick, so it should be awesome. And uh, I'm sure we'll have uh, another comedian on it opening up, um, and we'll have a great time with that. So, uh, thank you guys so much for listening. This has been TVE episode 230. Check out Gonzo Fame for the best, most in-depth interviews with your favorite comedians of today. I think he's going to be interviewing Big J Okerson soon. Also go to All Things Comedy for the best podcasts. Uh, The best comedy albums is All Things Records. That's where I did my album at and follow them at All Things Comedy on Twitter. And um, please check out my uh, dear friend Joe Bartnick's website and all of his dates. He's going to be on tour the rest of this tour. We have about nine more days of this thing, which is amazing so uh, check out his stuff, and um, that's it, everybody, until uh, next week, I'm out of here, I will talk
1: to you guys uh, on episode 231, later.